Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media. Let's make some noise. From Asmacore Studios near Detroit, Michigan, oh, it's the Weedsman Podcast. I have no idea what's going on. And now, you have smoked yourself retarded. Here are the Weedsmen. You want to get hot? 171. I'm Chris. I'm Rob. I'm Aaron. Michael. Fucking bubbles, man. <sighs> no, that didn't. I just mm-hmm. There's another bubbles. What? What other bubbles? Canadian bo- bubbles. Oh. Yeah. Have you like te- Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Love it. The yeah. originals, though. Right. Yeah. Some of the newer stuff mm. is touchy. oily. Yeah. So what's the the uh, director just recently oh, died? Yeah. Really? I didn't know that. You Toby didn't Hooper. That? Toby Hooper. Yeah. yeah. I was actually I was going to ask you how you pronounce it because he spells it T O B E. Sometimes people shortened up the Toby. They went with Tobe, and I was like, why? It's Toby. Man, that sucks. Toby. Well, I mean, he, he's pretty old, I'm assuming. Yeah. I didn't... I've never been a big horror movie fan. And I wasn't a fan of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But Poltergeist, on the other hand, was right up my alley. The spooky, ghosty kind of shit. That would really uh, tickle, tickle me. Yeah. The gore, I've never been into it. And it's not like it's too much. It's like, it's not, it's not interesting enough to me. Mm. Yeah, there's a big following for it. But yeah, Poltergeist scared the fuck out of me. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Talk, of all of talking gore. to people through the TV, the clown with the arms pulling the kid into the closet. Ready for this? I haven't seen it. What? I've not seen Poltergeist. Why? Oh. I don't like to... I did, like he's here for I don't know uh, things like haunted houses and scary movies are lost in people like me because I do not understand pain to be scared. Like I hate being startled. I hate you, being. You scared. get no enjoyment out of Correct. it. You get no thrill. It's yeah, just all anxiety. It's nothing but trauma and anxiety on my end. Yeah, I get you. Not the poltergeist theme, is it? I thought it was different than that. Oh yeah. Yeah, this is... But this is like them showing up to the house or some shit. Yeah, this is open. Uh, <laughs> kids chorus. Not creepy at all. Uh, isn't it about 
time it's for kind cl- of a great opening song though because it has just a little creep again. level to mm-hmm. it. Aren't the clowns about to start popping up again? Not that, yet. That no. fun fad. Aren't we a few weeks away from that? <laughs> oh, uh, Halloween. What are you talking about? Yeah, and those fucking retarded horror clowns movies start showing up. Oh, the clowns in general. Yes. Around Detroit, it's the the horseback rider. Have you heard that one? Mm-mm. Oh, but it, it, it sidetracked us from the movies. Well, you're talking hey, about. speaking of clowns, that It movie seems to be getting good reviews. Really? After the poorly reviewed Dark Tower movie, I'm looking forward to this being the redeeming Stephen King I was uh, sad film. about the Dark Tower movie review. I want to see that. Probably still see it. But yes, I hope it is going to be good. Oh, no, I'm not too keen on the clown. Have you seen any of the pictures of the clown? The new one? Very few. Just I try. I'm not trying to spoil it. You know, seeing the the monster is spoiling it for me. Oh, if you're yeah. gonna go see that type of movie, yeah, they show him like with like ten to fifteen times in the trailer. Yeah, so I haven't watched the trailers yet. You're better but, off. That's why I've been so curious. As just, I, I just want to hear generally, was it worth seeing or not? Mm. That's all I need to know on that. <laughs> Good band choice. <laughs> they are named wow. after. Wow. I was not expecting to hear this today. It is nice. There's a guy riding around Detroit on horseback. Of all the fucking places. I've seen it before. <laughs> You've seen this shit? Yeah. It's been spotted a couple times, but nobody... Nobody seems to be able to identify the guy. I don't know where you store a horse in Detroit. From reports of people who know what they're talking about with horses, and certainly the picture of the it's a beautiful horse. Yeah. They said it's well-trimmed, well-groomed, looks very well-fed, very healthy animal. No, no eyewitness. Nobody looking this thing directly in the mouth to see if it's like, you know, giving it the once-over. But I mean, this guy did did this settle a drug debt? Listen, this is downtown Detroit. I don't have any cash. This is downtown Detroit. I got this horse. And to describe it, this is a black gentleman, and he's wearing no shirt, baseball cap, jeans, work boots. He's on a horse with the saddle and the whatever the little blanket is, the quilt thing that they put in between it so it doesn't chafe. Mm-hmm. He's got the reins and the whole nine yards. You Looks know, legit. Like he's, yeah. Oh, it's totally legit. Like, this guy is legit. What the fuck is he doing, though? Like, <laughs> how is that a practical means of transportation? Or did you, like, inherit it? Or, like, why? Saying, the, dude, this, this is down in the D. An intentional purpose. Purchase, then there's got to be a backstory there. Someone from Lake Orion is selling a drug debt. Yeah, uh, listen, I've got this horse. That's, that's what I'm How much saying. cocaine can this get me? Like, there can't be any <laughs> laws against it, right? I mean, it's not like horses were ever outlawed, they just became impractical. Yes. Right? There was certainly a transition period in every city in America where See, he they went drug- from horsepower to automobile. I mean, that is gre- he's green as around, the, around the turn of the century, but you want your green transportation everybody. Right. As long as you're not well, I don't even know. Like are there laws against having to clean up after your horse because at the time you just let it fly in the street and there was a whole government service that was lucky enough to be employed yeah. to scoop up 
horse shit all day. <laughs> That's a good question. I know all this from seeing the Nick. Great show. Well, miss it. Is that ever coming back, or they <laughs> they wrap know, that man. shit up? I thought they wrapped they, it up. I don't remember it being a concrete ending. I'm trying to remember the ending of it exactly. Hey, did you end up getting through Defenders? Uh, I am trying to think what part I left off at. I am on well, the episode after they meet up in the Chinese restaurant. Okay. Yeah, I haven't moved very far. I finished up Ozark. It drags, man. Oh, you finished up Ozark, huh? Yeah, that was pretty good. There's fun parts of Defenders, but... Yeah, I thought it drugged a little bit. That's why it's taking me so long to get through it. Right. It, and it was kind of my beef with Iron Fist. Like, they are just padding for so much time on these shows. Yeah. They have these broad ideas of what it, they want to do with the characters, but no idea how to make them talk and walk like real people. <laughs> and it's a, it's a shame because... Well, Iron Fist, not so much... Defenders, there's a lot of great actors in that. Oh, yeah. I don't think Jessica Jones is, as a character gets enough to do to, to kind of make her more than uh, the two-dimensional broken girl that we saw in the, in the Defenders. But I do like Kristen Ritter. I liked her performance in Breaking Bad in the first season of Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. Really not liking the whole Daredevil character in this. There's... He's kind of... <laughs> no spoilers, but, like, of course, you know, Matt, eventually he has to put back on the costume, right? right. And So there's a scene where it's Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, and then Daredevil pops up in the suit. Yeah. And Jessica Jones just... <laughs> she was this guy again. But first, it's the sidelong glance at him that just... That's why I like Kristen Ritter. If they... I actually like the snide... Uh, I like the snide part of her character. It's just that's all we really got to see of her in, in Defenders. Mm-hmm. That and a little bit of I might fuck you if I was single. <laughs> so how'd you like uh ozark there i enjoyed it a lot i mean it was crazy that that, that last episode yeah it's like, wow <laughs> uh, there's gonna be a second season i hope i hope uh, yeah it's, it's supposedly I'm got interested i've heard it, ozark has gotten mixed reviews you know most of the complaints that i've heard about it are on the first half of the season and I remember when we talked about it before, I said it's definitely the type of show that benefits from streaming because it really doesn't get everything laid out until your flashback episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, come on, Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, let's see, there you go. What does Rotten Tomatoes say? 63%, 63 with the critics, critics, but audience 92. Yeah, 92. Because, Jason, audience says, because Jason Bateman goes a long way, man. I mean, he has he to. He shows a lot. Yeah. But he is just great to watch. Mm-hmm. He is fascinating on screen, I think. Right, that was all critics. Top critics. Oh, yeah, you click up uh, a percent with top critics. You get to 63. Right. And, okay, so I, I hate to keep bringing this back to Breaking Bad, but that is our most recent example of of this type of character. But... Breaking Bad played it almost a little more Jekyll and Hyde, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where we know Marty is duplicitous, right? We know that he is lying and cheating and getting involved in very sketchy shit. Mm-hmm. There was 
part of us that always wanted to believe that in Breaking Bad, um, uh, what's his name, um, main character? Walter White. Yeah. We, there's always part of us that wanted to believe that Walter was ultimately good and was in denial that he was doing this because <laughs> there were good reasons for that were laid out for us. But we're, in the end, shown over and over again, no, there is no justification for this. This is fucked up, and this guy is you know, becoming what he's been resisting this whole time. You know, he thinks he can dip his toe in this and not be stained. Right. And come up clean. I don't they, see they there's not there's not as much craft. as that two sides with with uh Jason Bateman's character in Ozark. Um he he doesn't present like this alternate character and then snaps out of it and goes, "Yeah, but I'm here and this is the real me and I'm taking right. charge of shit," you know? Yeah. Like we would see that that Break and Walter, he would use his appearance to his advantage, right? Mm-hmm. <coughs> yeah, he had his alter ego, Heisenberg, that he would fall into. Right. Well, he became that alter ego. That really is the story there. He creates an alter ego and then steps into it, and then Walter White becomes the alter ego that he uses to his advantage right. to make people think that, hey, dude. I'm just some school teacher who got in over his head. Can't there be some reasonable way we settle this? No. I'm just really stalling for time to give somebody time to do something that's going to fuck you up. Let's see if we get to season two. Let's see if the internet's... But yeah, Ozark Ozark had some, uh, some really good performances in it. There you go. August 15th. Ozark renewed for season two at Netflix. Yeah. yeah. Booyakasha. Well, you know, speaking of Netflix, we've been talking about them lately because there's a lot of shit that we've been watching on Netflix. Netflix is definitely leaning into our neighborhood, though, and their appreciation of cannabis. Sure. That's yeah. what you call it. I, hmm. Well, there's, a, <laughs> there's the show from Chuck Lorre. What's the show called? Disjointed. Disjointed. Okay. Yeah. Let's start with the name. Like, not. I understand if you're going to do a show that has part of its catch is cannabis in some way, it has to be a pun. Right. There's no way that you can do it without being a pun. But that's not a good one. A horrible one. <laughs> there's got to be There's got to be better. And just in the title alone, isn't it kind of biased? And pair that with, like, Kathy Bates, who I love. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Great actress. And I was looking forward to, to seeing this until I actually saw some clips of it and decided yeah. it was not really my type of thing. Yeah, I didn't enjoy it at all. But Chuck Lorre's guy that gave us two and a half men. Part of her character seems to be like there is something wrong with her. The Big Bang hey, hey, Theory. She may have a good heart, but she's you know disjointed. She's kind of wacky. She's kind of you yeah. know, and the pot smoking is part of that. And that's a. That's kind of a dirty stereotype. Right. Not all pot smokers are wacky. But, you know, again, just, I haven't seen it. But what what am I going to watch with the laugh track in it these days? What show could I imagine that would appeal to me that would ha- include a laugh track outside of something that was presented in, you know, the format of uh, a show, like a talk show or uh, 
or your John Oliver or Real Come Time. Come think of it, that's probably the only thing I watch nowadays. That Saturday has an Night Live. Your John Oliver, you know, your Bill Maher. If you're doing some, if you're mm-hmm. doing something live, or at least, you know, doing something with that live studio audience, other than trying to tell people where your stupid jokes are. But I'm not I a fan didn't... of Chuck Lorre. Like, I don't know that man's done anything that I've watched. He must have. He's done a lot of television. I've watched a lot of shitty television, but I have mm-hmm. my limits. I liked the first couple seasons of The Big Bang Theory, but that show lost me. Like two and a half <laughs> men. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I didn't watch that. No, thank you. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. And I watch John show. Cryer in just about anything, and that's saying something. Oh, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> that was on for a while, though. I mean, yeah, it was general. Yeah, remember the general they, population loved it. They soldiered on <laughs> Mike with, and Molly. No thanks. With nope. What's his nuts? Dharma and Greg. Om- sure. Only because Jenna Elfman is so amazingly gorgeous. I agree with that. Grace under fire. No. Mm-mm. Sybil. Civil mm. Shepherd? She have her own show? <laughs> no. Well, I, I think yes. No. Was she in anything other than moonlighting? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, dude? You're just going ham on that buzzer. Well, I didn't give that to all those shows you named. Tell me shows you made that suck. Yeah. From 95 to 98, starring Civil Shepherd. Damn. Oh, see, yeah. I was graduate Graduated. <laughs> graduated? <laughs> I, gra- I graduated good. I graduated. <laughs> I had already graduated. Those were my Raven days. I was not watching CBS. You're so Raven? Nor have I looked back. That's what he was hanging Yeah, were you watching out with so Raven, Raven? Simone. Yeah. I heard an interview with one of the producers or something, somebody involved in the show. I don't believe it was Chuck Lorre, but they were saying that if their appeal was only to people who had Netflix and smoked pot, they consider that still a very large audience and that would keep the show afloat. Hey. Maybe. Uh, I think, yeah. Yeah. Did, he, did we just get insulted? Oh, yeah. No, did, well, no. did Netflix subscribers just get insulted? No, that's not saying anything at all. That's not, that's not saying anything bad about Netflix subscribers. It's saying that pot is so prevalent that there's a, and so are Netflix subscriptions there's inevitably going to be a lot of crossover there. <laughs> a little bit. It's a, it's a valid demo, is what he's saying. You know, the same way that males 18 to 24, or whatever the pick your demo is. You, know, you have males and you have an age group, and that'll tell you that, you know, they generally like, I don't know, boob jokes and laugh tracks, apparently. Yeah. yeah don't forget a dick joke. I don't know. There's so many smart ways Dixie to do farts. to do the half hour format now you that it. you might still consider a sitcom, but it's not really. I've I always mean, wish Silicon Valley was an hour. Show. I guess you could make an argument. I guess you could make an argument for this being kind of normalizing it. You know, people are if this is the type of comedy show that people are used to seeing, and they're seeing people take drugs, do eat. Things that are evil. <laughs> right. No? But Jesus said I couldn't do it. And CBS is like, hey, you know, I'm not CBS. Chuck Lorre. But hey, Sue sold you your bag. It's like, yeah, it's not that bad. It's not going to kill you. I just, for me, it just looks like Maybe it's, it's not be, for you, but it's, it's for your wacky of, neighbor, and that's okay. But to me, it just looks like it could be it's a bunch like, of bad pot jokes. It's like how you, b- before you had, uh, before you had any, a gay main character, you had to have a gay wacky neighbor. Although she is the main character. 
That doesn't make my point very well. <laughs> she is Kathy Bates. I imagine she's the main character or one of them. Just before I open the door, cannabis user. Well, let's face it. It's hard to put Kathy Bates in anything and not have her be the main character. Right. It's true. Vicious, determined, thirsty for young white women. I love your bad Santa, too. Oh, bad Santa, yeah. too. She is so good in. Somebody's going to become the Walmart. It's kind of that character in this. Not us. Walmart is evil. You shop there. To me, it just looks like every stoner joke. Walker OG. Yes. Stoned I am getting. (laughs) Like, it's like every pod joke I've ever seen. Maybe just because we do the show. And they got all these weird commercials. What the fuck? It's cool. But the, the laugh track doesn't fit the current pacing of most successful comedies and that's because there does okay like Curb Your Enthusiasm it's not obviously it's not even written it's just improv on a loose structure but it's not joke 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 and you might chuckle at things that people say here and there but it's all building you up to that big moment where you get that release I cannot wait wow I think that I think there's actually episodes that I still haven't seen. I, I think, I'm gonna go back through and watch the last season again. I still have a month, right? Oh yeah, so, I still got October's coming soon. I still got so like much six seasons of Shameless to burn through. I need cracking. Oh, you're gonna do the whole catch up on Shameless? I have to. I mean, that's I guess a, that's I know a good where the story is now. And I've been given like the Cliff Notes version of everybody's oh, but the, story by Mandy, but yeah, but seeing it all unfold is yeah. just—it's something different. Oh, Netflix is not just promoting a weed-centric show by comedy hack Chuck Lorre. It has—they have their own strains. Yeah, how many of them are I there? No, are you? I just kind of skimmed through the story. I like the, the Omega the, Strain. The concept seemed cool. What's an Omega Strain? I it's the name of the first episode. Oh, Omega Strain, Eves Bush, and Rutherford B. Hayes are all inspired by Disjointed. Eh, it's kind of shitty names for your strains, too. Others, there's others that aren't connected to the show, though, which would be Baca Bile. Remember, you saw Santa Clarita Diet? Yes. Yeah, the Baca Bile. I believe that was like the shit she was puking up or something. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you know something you'd want to smoke. No, <laughs> Pus- like, absolutely not. Pusey riot. Pusey riot. Which I, I finally get to see spelled out. I never really understood what her name is. Like her name's Pussy, but you pronounce it Pusey. That's from Orange Is the New Black. Yes. Okay. And Moon Thirteen, the Moon. Featured in the latest season of Mystery Science Theater 3000. Are they the ones that have revived the show? Oh, yeah. It's on Netflix. Oh, I didn't know it was Netflix. I mm-hmm. thought it was some other channel. My, my favorite of the new characters would be uh, Patton Oswalt playing TV son of TV's Frank. That guy is involved in everything. And he's had quite the last year and a half. He was on, like, well, everything nerd he, he gets to be involved in. No, his so wife jealous. died. He got married. Okay. He got engaged again. Okay. His wife died like suddenly. Like I said, he said. All right. Now everybody's had their troubles. I'm still envious. I mean, 
Okay, so that it's not all been. Well, no, I'm just saying he's had a lot of personal turmoil. Sure. Go I, down. Well, yeah, no, okay. <laughs> Damn. Not shitting on him. All right. Where do you get Netflix streams anyway? California based company. California, whenever they get their Which, shit together uh, with their retail. We're getting closer. It's like, what, four or five months? Oh, it's beginning of next year? Yeah. California's online. Yeah. What drugs are you on? We're having uh, something of a legendary strain. Is it like Chuck Lorre funny? Sorry. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this is a uh, classic strain we're having here, uh, Northern Lights. Well, I think we've had variations of this before, but not the actual... Most pot smokers have had some Northern Lights. Yeah. But uh, Northern Lights stands among the most famous strains of all time. A pure indica cherished for its resinous buds, fast flowering, and resilience during growth. Itself is a descendant of the indigenous Afghani and Thai land race strains. Northern Lights has given rise to famous hybrids like uh, Shiva Skunk, Super Silver Haze. Rumor has it that Northern Lights has... Was uh, first sprouted near Seattle, Washington, but was propagated out of Holland after 1985 at what is now Sensi Seeds. Pungently sweet, spicy aroma radiates from the crystal-coated buds, which sometimes reveal themselves in hues of purple. Northern Lights psychoactive uh, effects settle infirmly throughout the body, relaxing muscles and pacifying the mind in dreamy euphoria. Comfortable laziness allows the patients to relieve pain and sleep- sleeplessness, uh, while me- mellow contentment roots out the depression and stress. Several uh, different Northern Light phenotypes uh, circulate in the market, but Sensi Seeds recommends a general indoor flowering time of 45 to 50 days. And uh, the uh, top five effects of this is relaxed, sleepy, happy, euphoric, and lifted. So, also, like this, like I read out, you know, this is probably best for a strain, p- muscle pain, insomnia, depression, lack of appetite. This is like a granddaddy strain. This is, yeah. This is probably something this your is, parents smoked back in It's like hanging out Sorry. with Snoop Dogg. No, just in that it's, its DNA is like part of so many different strains. I believe we had yeah. a request for a track this week. I did. I forgot I was thinking about this the other day. Jam Room is one of my... I don't even... I guess this is like a compilation or just kind of like throwaway tracks, B-sides. I'm not really sure what the exact story is behind this or if this is... Maybe it's just an album, but it... Awesome. That's what it is. But this song in particular is one of my favorites. album is the transitional album between the clutch of Elephant Riders and the clutch of Pure Rock Fury. Alright, so what's the difference between the two that, that you see? I, I didn't really follow Clutch throughout their career. I've kind of always gone back and Clutch started out as like a rock alternative band and has now turned into a jam band. Right, so they kind of caught on with the period of rock where you could do hard rock but it had to be kind of corny and have some like catch to it 
mm-hmm. you know, like the Three Little Pigs song or or that horrible uh, cover of uh, Faith, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Yeah, this just came out in 1999. One that horrible cover of Faith was like right, or, or even like uh, bands like Cake could have hits with like. Yes. Uh, I know it's not like really that hard rock of a song, but that song about the driver. The distance. The distance. The distance, thank Kate you. Kate is one of my favorite bands. Yeah. Like, I'd celebrate the entire catalog. I enjoy cake as well. I enjoy eating cake. So they were that they too. were kind of able to break out of that, that corner, that genre of music that they were in and, and find a new... Okay, so... That's the only thing I don't like about that is when somebody swallows a harmonica. But at least it's short. That was like some Atlantis Morissette quality harmonica playing there. Clutch though. You don't have to use your whole mouth. Yes, you can play chords, but try for notes. For me, Clutch is in that category of bandwidth cake that you can just put on their entire catalog on shuffle, and I'm set. Oh, for sure. I'm not skipping over anything. I am with you. Yeah, I can't say there's a lot of songs where I'd be like, well, that's just a bad song. It's also a song where I never know what the fuck he's talking about. I have no idea. Doesn't matter one bit. You know, people like to like dissect the lyrics of Led Zeppelin or Jim Morrison. I'm like, eh, who cares, man? <laughs> They're rock songs. Like, yeah. I think. What was pretty clear, though, what separated them and allowed them to transcend a genre of music was just pure talent as musicians. Yeah. I mean, that's how they were able to keep a career going when they... I mean, I don't know who the fuck would play... It's not like they stopped making music, but I don't know who the fuck plays it on the radio outside of, like, the, you know, alternative, like... A college station or some public radio. Well, now it doesn't matter. Just make sure your shit's with all the streaming services. That's probably probably get played now. What's the name of the song again? Uh, Big Fat Pig. Big Fat Pig. I have no idea what it's about, but it's about Trump. Oh. See? You get how clutch goes. Now we're in the next track. <laughs> oh, is this like kind of like a, a brain damage eclipse situation? Let's just let this play. Yes. It's only two minutes. Kind of like a reprieve. Is that what you would call it? Yes. 
other songs are like that. Oh, Brain Stew and Jaded. Supposed to let Jaded play after Brain Stew. Oh yeah. Uh, that, what else? Was that a synth or actual like low horns in there or something? No. I don't know what that was. Couldn't pick it apart. It was too low in the mix. I think I was breathing. <laughs> Get the drummer to get some y'all. Oh, 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 old school foreplay in long time. Supposed to do that, huh? Songs you're supposed to play together. The album tracks have bled together. Songs. That you, oh, okay. Foreplay in long time. <laughs> For some reason, my mind right. just flashed John C. Riley. Brain Stew and Jaden. <laughs> Dale. Yeah. Like uh. <laughs> uh, brain damage and eclipse. Right. Any Apparently, of, a big fat pig and going. Any to of that album taken out of concept. Text outside of money really sounds weird to me. Throwing a black. Same with black. the wall. Throwing it back to the <laughs> Beatles. Throwing black. Uh, it just right. keeps going. Oh, yeah. So, back to cannabis. Yes. The subject at hand. What should we start with? Roger Stone. Well, no. In keeping with uh, popular culture. In current events, there's controversy over a speaking engagement, and namely the personal views of the people that are speaking. Oh, is he being demonstrated against? Well, I, I guess it's a, you could say it was a sort of demonstration. It's more of a, a protest. Say it's a protest? I don't know. Maybe, well, they just outright canceled. Where is he supposed his, to speak at? It's the. A bunch of speakers are calling for a boycott of the Cannabis World Congress and Business Expo that's supposed to be happening next month in Los Angeles. Well, because he's there. <laughs> Don't go to this thing because <laughs> this guy's going to be there. Is that one I have they, more than it? one source on this, but one of them is obviously biased, referring to him as the sleaze-in-chief and Trump bestie Roger Stone. So, yeah. <laughs> But this is the, the comment from uh, Minority Cannabis Business Association. It says, Major, maybe Roger Stone isn't a racist, but you know what's just as bad as being a racist? Using other people's racism as a means to achieve your own political ends. Oh, shut up. There are plenty of well-intentioned conservatives that are coming around on our, on our issue who don't flirt with racism to make their point. If you want... A principled conservative with political connections to speak at your events. Invite Grover Norquist. I don't care how connected Stone is to Jeff Sessions or Donald Trump, or if our industry decides to buddy up to people who have blood on their hands. There is no way for us to come out clean. Then you're not so, going to get what you want, is what I say to that person. If, like, I, I, there is a, I know there, it sucks, but that's... You're absolutely right. There is a balance there. That's the guard right now. But... I think what are most people's ideal balance has something to do with the morality of a person. And if the morality of the person heading up the cause is in question, then it does kind of rot from within your entire cause, is what he's saying. I, I understand the viewpoint of if you look beyond somebody as just purely evil and understand that you're all working in a political system, and sometimes when your views align, you use that to your advantage, and when they don't, you fight against it. That's called politics. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess you're, gonna, you're, but, you're not going to get what you're looking for until post-2020. But, but if you disagree with somebody's views that much, you don't 
ask them to come speak at yeah. at your at your convention. And I don't know that cannabis needs Roger Stone. What does he really bring to the table Amen. besides uh People love sausage. This idea of him having <laughs> these, see how it's made. these inside channels to accomplish things. I mean, certainly he is an accomplished man. And whether you agree with this Donnie views, John's ears right now. Whether you agree with it, I think that's debatable how much he has, he has Trump's ear, honestly. And I, I know that straight shooters get respect from Trump, but that doesn't... <laughs> straight shooter. But that doesn't stop them from inspiring his wrath when they speak against him. Who knows? Who really knows? Roger Stone knows. What, is, what does he have to say on this? He, to be clear, this manufactured boycott, he puts in quotes, is an agitprop, which is, I don't know, short for agitating propaganda, something like that, is agitprop, agitprop astroturf, Wait, what? With all the usual trolls and bots, AstroTurf, you know, and they because they say grassroots movement, and that's the conservative uh, comeback. Is uh, it's not? This isn't grassroots. This is AstroTurf. This is something manufactured, made to look like something natural. Teach you know, Raj. They do that in all kinds of ways when they point out that, oh, well, you know, a small group of people make all those protest signs and then they just hand them out. Well, yeah, and some people make their own too, and and but that does happen. There are people who organize these things, you know, and part of that organization, just as if you were organizing some sort of uh, uh, you know high school event or something like that, and that you had to make signs for, you know, you get together, you make a bunch of signs, you pass yeah. them out, everybody's here for. Anyway, I'm getting off on a tangent. It doesn't. Like, I can't even get a full sentence into Roger Stone without bitching about what he has to say. <laughs> let, let me start from the top. To be clear, this manufactured boycott is agitprop astroturf with all the usual trolls and bots. Trolls, you know, people who don't agree with us. That's all it means. Featured in a heavy-handed but obvious smear campaign waged by David Brock and his minions. There's your other technique there. Find somebody of some importance and that you consider your enemy of, in, of, in some way and say, hey, that's it. It's George Soros this is the most recent example. You know, if somebody, you see a group of people that all disagree with your worldview, well, somebody's paid them off to think that way. According to Roger Stone, whoever this, who's David Brock? I don't, that, that yeah, name That's my first question. Who the fuck is number one? Who are you? Yeah. Who are you? What's your name and what do you do? Oh, here's a story on reading. Read the confidential David Brock memo outlining plans to attack Trump. So there you go. He's an enemy. He's the other. Seasoned liberal operative and Clinton loyalist. Oh, he's, he's literally Roger Stone's other. He's, <laughs> he's the Joker to his Batman. <laughs> or tis the other way around. I will not be silenced in the fight for states' rights to legalize a medicinally beneficial plant that helps millions of Americans. All right, so don't be silent. Start your own thing. Do you, I mean, you're making this your cause. That's fine. I'm all for promote, Roger Stone promoting the idea of legal cannabis. Broken clock is right twice a day. 
that's more than Roger Stone is right twice a day. <laughs> except for, well, I guess he sparks up more than twice a day. So he's right on those occasions. I think everything else I disagree with him on. But <clears throat> again, I wouldn't invite him to my party. MC, MCBA fires back Mr. Stone's assertion that this is a smear campaign waged by his enemies is exactly the type of dismissive behavior that he has displayed toward communities of color and women for years. The idea that cannabis business owners and activists can't assess for ourselves as deplorable rhetoric and is camp's self-serving intentions in the can- cannabis industry is sad. Who are you? That's from Jesse Horton, chairman of the MCBA. Now, I'm not sure I got the clear mess- a, a clear message out of that. The, the idea that cannabis business owners and activists can't assess for ourselves as deplorable rhetoric and his camp self-serving intentions in the cannabis industry is sad. So you want him to speak because because of freedom of speech rights uh, reasons, which don't really apply to private engagements, but I don't get it. So he calls them dismissive. I think maybe that sentence doesn't mean exactly what he means it to mean. Or maybe it sounds better when he says it and just doesn't print well. But then there's the idea that if if Roger Stone has Trump's ear on this issue... Does that make a difference? Because there's certain things that Trump addresses directly, but a lot of things that he has honestly left to the discretion of of his people. You know, I don't think he had a strong view on education until he met Betsy DeVos and said, well, there's somebody who's not a left-wing nut and has a strong view on education. And Jeff Sessions is the one that's in charge, ultimately, of this. And we've certainly heard what he has to say. Still. He definitely sets the law and, no doubt, the tone. Well, he doesn't set the law. He sets the priority of how the law is applied. And he has the law on his side in a major way in the, the fact that this is still an illegal drug. But the way it's been controlled recently is through Congress. And that's all tied to spending bills. Regardless of how the Attorney General feels about cannabis, if Congress restricts funding to organizations like the DEA and how they can prosecute certain things, then they essentially dictate what the priorities are. For the last three years, the funding has been cut off for the prosecution of any medicinal marijuana programs around the country. You know, the Rora, Rora, I can never say this guy's name right. Rorabacher and Blumenauer. It's like a tongue twister. So who knows what's really going to happen? I mean, this is not a priority. They're going to be doing a lot of talking about other things like the wall and what they think Trump will and won't sign. Being that Trump seems to have no passionate views one way or the other, and has openly admitted at times, who knows what he really thinks, that cannabis is medicine and should be available to patients. But ultimately, like his war in Afghanistan that he's inherited, when it comes to the war on drugs, he's leaving that up to Jeff Sessions, who says, I believe it would be unwise for Congress to restrict the discretion of the department to fund particular prosecutions, particularly in the midst of a historic drug epidemic and potentially long-term uptick in violent crime. Now, this is the Attorney General, in his statement, outright lying. Outright lying 
about things that anybody can look up on the internet. That sounds like a bunch of nonsense. Just from doing this show, I know everything you just said is wrong. I mean, granted, he does say potentially long-term uptick in violent crime. How do you say potentially long-term uptick when there isn't even an uptick? There, not, not right now, but we maybe. Have not, we have maybe. In certain areas have fluctuated, yes. But across the board, as a nation, we have not seen an uptick in violence for any extended period of time. We've had violent things happen in this nation, of course. It happens in its people. But there is no uptick in crime. So first of all, if you're all if it all comes back to crime, then your premise is rotten. No, but I didn't a tactic of the party he's in. Scare you. We'll scare you. We'll scare you into doing what we want. Yeah, the department must be in a position to use all laws available to combat the transnational drug organizations and dangerous drug traffickers who threaten American lives. Again, sir. If I had, if I would love to cross-examine this man someday. <laughs> if only in a parallel universe. It's gonna show. I could ask him. No, no. This what anybody is arguing has nothing to do with how you prosecute people from another nation that are slinging drugs over here on, uh, on a, using a trebuchet. You know, look, it doesn't matter how big. You're going to have to build a goddamn big wall if you think that it's going to stop people from doing things. Like They saw there was 100 pounds worth of cannabis that was slung over the wall. A fucking slingshot? Yeah, well, I'm... Like Monty I don't pa- think it did. It's like that scene in Monty Python. <laughs> I think you have to go to trebuchet technology. That's beyond the capabilities of, of most slingshots. Not... Appearing in, a, call the catapult, in a Warner please? Brothers cartoon. <laughs> With your fancy ass. Well, because it's not what a catapult. What are you catapult. calling it? A, what was sh- a Ferrero Rocher? A trebuchet. And it is so because it's very easy, simple design that works on a counterweight like many things do. And a, what, what is an actual catapult is impractical. Just pulling it back on some sort of spring system and letting it smack into the, a board has a limited lifetime as a weapon. So Do no doubt, no like doubt, these people are crafty enough that they know how to watch a YouTube video to see how to put together a trebuchet to sling shit over the border. So he's not even addressing the subject at hand, which is how to allocate spending for a prosecution of Drugs grown and sold in this country under legal state plan, state legal plans, laws, whatever. <laughs> hey, look. Not only are they tackling the most mechanically intricate medieval, yeah, there you go. Made, yeah, they made a trebuchet on uh, MythBusters, of course. That was like an early one too, material. wasn't it? All right, I like this. But first, Adam puts the tape aside to work out how one works. All right, I think we have enough built now to talk about the component pieces of a trebuchet and how they work. Graphics, can you help me out? The main parts are the stand, the swing arm, and the fulcrum the swing arm pivots on. Now, 
The swing arm Science. has a weight at one end and a sling at the other. And here are some important relationships. Oh, I see the difference. the long part of the swing arm and the short part. That's it's like a catapult and a slingshot and a baby. And the well, no, because the length of the long part. A catapult works on one principle. Right. Apparently, uh, this thing throws farther than just about any other medieval weapon of war. It doesn't really have anything to do with the slingshot, though, because it swings all the like, kind of makes a whole revolution. Here is the soul of the trebuchet. The gravitational pull of this weight down causes the whole mechanism to work. In the toughest duct tape task the team has ever tackled, it uses a sling. It's much like the motion that you would use if you were using a sling and not a slingshot. Foot pounds of torque. You know, you're building up energy through the mechanic, the mechanics of pulling on that rubber band and storing up that that kinetic energy. Whereas that kinetic energy is created with the sling by the movement of your arm. Not ideal at all. So that's how they're getting pot over the so border you're, now. You're you're simulating that that movement just in a in a vertical motion. <laughs> Do they just send the people coordinates like, hey, stand here. Look for the flying bales you can of get, trees. You can get pretty damn accurate with those things. I'm sure they test it out. I didn't know the what pot, the fuck a yeah. trebuchet was till today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You see the rednecks? They fling all, all kinds of stuff. Trebuchet sounds like a redneck's daughter. Now coming to the States. Trebuchet. So, so pot's flying over the borders. Doesn't matter how big of the wall they, they build. It's going to... They'll just big a, build, build a, a bigger trebuchet. trebuchet. Yeah. Building a bigger trebuchet, right? Oh, but no, right? It's gonna be it's gonna be see through. I forgot. <laughs> so the pot doesn't fall on our heads. You know, they may sling it over, but at least we can see it coming thanks to Trump's transparent wall TM <laughs> and his patented transparent wall technology. Did he really say it's gonna be? What are you gonna do? Get Doctor Nick come over and wipe a ham sandwich on it? <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hi, Donnie John. Pot was not only flying over the border into America; it's flying off the shelves in Uruguay. Really? The first country to fully legalize cannabis and is selling it in pharmacies has run into problems, though. From guess who? Fucking America. <laughs> it's like no. We don't want legal weed, and you shouldn't have it either. Well, so or at least, at least the banks don't want to get involved. What, I don't understand. So they can't have American suppliers? Is that where this is going? American banks, including Bank of America, who sucks dick. I don't know who's worse, them or Wells Fargo. If they both went under, I would have a party. And by party, I mean me getting drunk in front of Netflix, which is that constitutes. <laughs> That's how it goes nowadays. Yes. Documentary and a bottle of wine. Boom. Perfect. So American banks said they would stop doing business with banks in Uruguay that provide services for those state-controlled sales. I guess this does make sense. If you can't do business with somebody in another country just because it's not illegal in their country to do whatever, you know, sell people or... I mean, I guess it's... Really, we're all of a sudden, we have a problem with this. I'm sure there is much shadier shit we will well, let no. our banks deal with. The, well, the banks don't want to deal with it. I mean... Or that they will it. deal with. Like, money that... Is, nobody's like, telling the banks that they can't like, deal with it. Around. Like, situations like Ozark, where they know they're dealing with something like that, but they're like, uh, whatever. Uh, like, I'm sure they do shit uh, like that all the time. No, but the difference here is, is that 
the bank has plausible deniability of being knowledgeable of a crime. Go, what? What? No, right. They, they were, as far as they could see, dealing with a legitimate business person. It's not the bank's responsibility to go through their books and make sure that everything's the, legit. The bank is employing these What you're talking defense. about here is an openly legal program in another country that conflicts with the laws of the home country of the bank. So it's not specifically that anyone's leaning on the bank saying you better not cooperate. They're basically saying, look, you're not protected if any of this shit goes belly up. Because ultimately, we can't protect you because this is illegal federally. And like all banks, they are essentially overseen not by the individual states that they run branches in, but the federal government. And they are mostly international as well. So it doesn't matter if... I'm sure, it, I'm sure it applies to if they wanted to get involved in a business in, in Amsterdam. Just because you have certain activities that are legal there doesn't mean that the bank wants their money tied up in it. So Because whore, anything, that'll, anything that'll give the government an excuse to go, like, what's going on here, really? Can we just seize all what of your you, assets? You're making money off of things that we consider crimes in our country. Afraid of losing access to an American banking system, Uruguayan banks warned some of the pharmacies over the last couple of weeks that their accounts would be shut down potentially signaling a broader international impasse as other countries, including Canada, set out to legalize marijuana. Well, there you go. We'll just outsource it like we do with everything else. But no, but here you go. Here's, but hey, here's how you get to Donnie John. How do you? Banks can't make, banks could be making more money, Donnie. Banks could be making some more money. That's true. With him, you got to appeal to a sense of greed. It has nothing to do with personal liberty or freedom or anything with that guy. Greed. How can we make more money? Well, That's what you got to appeal to. I don't know. I mean, guy. appealing to a sense of greed is one way to hope to get something out of what is essentially a rotten piece of fruit. It's trying to take a paring knife and carve out one good section that the, the rot hasn't reached yet. But ultimately, what you need to do is throw that fruit the fuck away. They retired a, a canine dog that had sniffed out in its career 671 pounds of marijuana. Damn. As well as 123 grams of cocaine, 800 grams of meth, 200 grams of random. Mm-hmm. This like, dog retired to a treatment center. I, I want to know if anyone's adopted him. I got to contact him and be like, that, I don't like, I don't know if this, <laughs> I don't know Snoop. if this dog has found a home yet, but Snoop. that's that's a dog you want to hang with. That's that's a dog that knows how to party. It's Snoop's dog. He hangs out with him now. I mean, yeah, that dog could find you the party. Like, like imagine if you had that dog back in your Raven days. Come oh, on, yeah. boy. Let's yeah, go no find shit. the drugs. Yeah, you'd find them all over the place. Of course, you know, it could go wrong, too. You could just never keep shit in your house. Like, you go get some shit from the dispensary, you bring it home, the dog's barking all night long, barks at your closet. No matter where you put it, the dog's barking at it and freaking out. He barks at all of your friends. Your parents come over, you're like, what? Get the fuck out of here. What was his name? You have to retrain him. Garcia. You know. Ultimately. Dog's named Jerry. You'd sniff out cancer or chlamydia or something. What about chlamydia cancer? 
You know, we may be very close to actually damn near curing cancer. It has nothing to do with cannabis. I'm not poo-pooing its medicinal properties, potential medicinal properties. But it's not going to be the cure for cancer. Selena Gomez, Tom Cruise, Vin Diesel, George Michael. Uh, what is this list? All cancers. Uh, celebrity cancers. Celebrity cancers. Whoa. I think it's doing its own thing. I don't even know what happened there. <laughs> the horn. Hey, thank you for downloading the Weezy Podcast for free from Apple Podcasts, because that's just what you have to call them now, Google Play, or from ChristopherMedia.net. Wherever you listen to the Weezy Podcast, please make sure to rate and review the Weezy Podcast. Five stars. Please and thank you. Please follow the Weezing Podcast on Twitter at Weezing420 and on the IG. The Weezing Podcast. And make sure to like and share the Weezing Podcast on Facebook. And you can send your email to the Weezing Podcast at ChristopherMedia.net. You. And please go to ChristopherMedia.net to listen to all of the other shows available from the Christopher Media Network. The new podcast is uploaded almost every day. We might be on the everyday schedule soon. You can check out Sporgy. Yeah, we talk about the sports. Oh, football. Right football. around the corner. Oh, college is this weekend. Yeah, that's what I'm waiting for. Yeah. So, it's me and Rich from Unregimented. We got the Iceman on there. I'm actually about to record an episode of that after y'all leave. Uh, it's a new episode available every Thursday for that particular podcast. It's for media.net. You can listen to our three newest podcasts live on our streaming station 24-7 at ChristopherMedia.net and you can bookmark the Amazon link it's available at ChristopherMedia.net it won't cost you any extra money it'll help you support the Weezing Podcast and click on the donate button at ChristopherMedia.net to help support the Weezing Podcast Dawn from you know, the, the Regimented Superfan she also likes the Weezman she tossed us a couple shekels the other day oh thanks Dawn she keeps That's asking sweet. about merch that's like a good idea. T-shirts and such. We'll get back to you. It's true. I, I do remember researching, like, come out like a Weedsman grinder, like it, a tray. That shit's so easy to do these days. We have no excuse. Yeah. So, yeah. Bro! This is my worst Bro. segue ever. Oh. Ah, bro. yes, brobasket.com. When you see that term, bro, you probably think of that party-loving, egotistical frat boy who always insists on high-fiving you for some reason. They hate typical nomenclature for bro. They, well, you're killing me with the scrolling. Stop oh, okay, moving. Okay, okay. I was, <laughs> thought I was being helpful. It, no, and I, I lost where I'm at. All right. All right, they hate the typical nomenclature for bro, and they want to redefine it. They're taking the term bro back Because them, bro is much more than that A bro is that friend you've known since they were five years old Your bro from softball, your dad, your brother, your best friend, or maybe even your lover Ooh, hey, so smooth My dad could Kay. be my bro He could be this a bro Game of Thrones Hey, could be your bro 
But uh, their bro baskets were created West for Virginia. the best gifts for men. One of those, all the bros in your life who love to receive, you know, they love that beer, that scotch, that whiskey, tequila, wine, or maybe the even you know, occasional long-distance hug only a bro basket can provide. Men love their uh, unique gifts with their favorite alcohol in them. I'm going to have to rewrite this. Uh, <laughs> they're making the best gifts for men around the... Wow, around most as much as guys love receiving them. You can help with support... <laughs> wow, hold on. I'm just going to have to let this shit... Go to ChristopherMedia.net. Hit that link button for BroBasket.com. Buy a basket. Support us. Support the cause. Support Christopher Media today, tomorrow. You know what? Just go there, BroBasket.com. They're the source for all the bro gifts for your bro in your life. At some point, it sounded like you were just saying random words. But hey, you know, you kept the, it's the general rule of broadcast. Just keep talking. <laughs> yeah, I had to on that. Stay high. Stay high. Stay high. If you like this show, please tell a friend. Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. And thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.